0: There are countless quotes that will tell you that death is not the end. Death is waking from a long slumber. Death is a new beginning. Death is just the next step. If there's any evidence that can point to these claims bearing any truth, it lies in the careers of deceased musicians. Advancements in music recording have truly made all the difference in the posthumous music career. After a brief or respectful mourning period, the artist's archives are then scoured for hidden rarities, unfinished tracks, unreleased singles, anything to give fans another taste of the musician they revered. Naturally, the results are mixed. For every Nirvana MTV Unplugged in New York, there's an Elvis Presley Christmas duets or The Doors full circle. For the King of Soul, Otis Redding, his afterlife releases are a remarkable reminder of the talent the world lost. His song, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay, written three days before his untimely death, became the first posthumous single to top the U.S. charts. But today, we're talking about a more moderately successful song. Written by Redding and record producers Al Bell and Alan Jones, the song found its way onto public airwaves in 1968, a year after the singer-songwriter's passing. It came as the B-side to Redding's cover of the gospel hymn, Amen, and reached number 38 on the Billboard R&B charts and number 51 on the pop charts. That kind of chart success is nothing to scoff at, but it may seem a little underwhelming, especially for someone as skilled and popular as Redding. It may be that the people simply weren't ready for the sounds Redding was putting down, but their kids were going to love it. In 1990, the Black Crows, a rock band from Georgia, took the song higher up the charts. The band covered Redding's posthumous track for their debut album and initially hit number 45 on the Billboard Hot 100. They reissued the track in 1991 and took it to number 26 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 1 on the Billboard album rock charts. From the king of soul to rock and roll and the topic of today's show, the song continues to find new life. That's right, we're talking Hard to Handle by Otis Redding. On Cover Me.
1: little thing, let me like Mama, I'm sure hard the hell and yes, around.
0: That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one can give me what I need. I'm your host as always, The Snake, joined by the man on the scene, Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger, how you doing?
2: How am I doing? I'm doing real good. Hell yeah. Doing real good. Good to hear it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what well, can you tell us about the
0: scene? You're no on the details. scene. The man I'm on the, the scene. scene is what they call, like, reporters sometimes, <laughs> yeah, right?
2: like, on the scene, reporting to you live from some disaster or whatever. Yeah. Bad things are happening. But I'm doing good, because I'm just a reporter. You're doing
0: good. You're not in a disaster. I guess right now though.
2: the place to report from would be, like, Ukraine.
0: That would be the place. Um, and believe me, I've, as a failing journalist, I've considered just getting the plane ticket and being like, well, all or nothing. Let's.
2: Yeah, some family friends of my my parents were like emailing everyone and be like, hey, we're going to go to Poland. We're going to go volunteer or whatever. But they didn't end up going.
0: Yeah, there was a lot. Lo- actually, they got my talked employer... Out of it, I left work yesterday he's like i gotta go my friend needs a driver's license he's like going to the ukraine or something i was like what the fuck
2: yeah it's it's a big a big uh global thing at the moment
0: yeah there's like a whole subreddit dedicated to people volunteering for the ukraine and it's uh it's some kind of scene over there let me tell you mm-hmm. but uh yeah our uh, us being a couple of flabby podcast hosts you know what thoughts and prayers is all i got man i don't know i've done some charity donations but whew, i don't think i'm cut out to actually be of any help
2: I'll tip my hat to that but i mean
0: you also got to get
2: over there and that's not necessarily easy yeah
0: that's certainly not cheap and i still gotta pay rent here like yeah that ain't cheap either um but you know what is cheap talk and that's what we're about to do for the next hour and a half alex true, true. let's quit beating around the bush here yeah. let's, let's let's tuck into the thera minutia here you got some big news on this front.
2: I do have. I do have some pretty big news. i I've, I'm done. I'm finished. I built a You're theremin. Done. Well, I mean, you I say I'm done. Theremin. There's some little small things I want to. I need to change, but it works. It's a functional theremin at the moment. I want to like Fuck. Yeah. Fix some of the wiring. Make it look a little prettier. Um, I don't have knobs for my for my dials yet.
0: Uh, Get knobs for your dials, uh, bro. Knobs for your
2: dials. Um, uh, will, friend of the podcast, and, and friend of the podcast. Roommate, will, will um, is going to make me some some knobs. Hell yeah! And uh, was he
0: three D printing those, or is he going to fucking machine them or uh,
2: something? A bit of both. It sounds like
0: nice. Here,
2: I have a I have a prototype. There's some plastic. There's some metal, which is good because right now. Um, and I may have a grounding issue that I have to investigate. Um, mm-hmm. But if I touch any of the metal plate on, on the front or any of the not, um, potentiometers, it, like something happens and the sound completely changes until you let go of it. So mm. it'll be nice to have some insulation there, but I'm not sure if there's a way I can fix that. There might be.
0: Right. Okay. Interesting. Now, Alex, um, you sent me a tech demo. You showed me that the thing works. Are you equipped at this moment to to give the people a taste?
2: Um, I think I can.
0: I should have asked you this beforehand, but...
2: <laughs> I can. I have to, um, move some plugs around. Okay. And provided that... Here, let me try. Wait, I got I am not recording. I need to record it. It was control. Okay, now I'm recording the other channel.
0: I'm no, I'm no mm. good at it yet. Right, so you you don't you can't even like knock out a basic scale or anything yet No,
2: but I can kind of here. I gotta step away from my headphones
0: for a sec, but sure. Yeah That sounded like something at the end there.
2: I mean, that's what it sounds like.
0: Yeah, that's tight as hell. I'm, I'm honestly... <laughs> I think that's so fucking cool.
2: Yeah, I mean,
0: it's really exciting. <laughs> yeah, it is. To, to build. I mean, it took a while, but... Um, yeah, when like did you tough, start, tough, 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 start yeah. this project? Yeah. Um, pretty close to two years ago.
2: So it's been right, and of course, that wasn't two years
0: of just like nose to the grindstone. That was no. uh, two years on and off, right?
2: No, it was like it was like uh, I spent a, a while at first try get, just figuring out how to order all the parts, um, and then of course I had to wait for them to come in, which they probably came in around March two years ago. And then like, okay, didn't really have space to work, and then we moved into a new place, and suddenly I have my That's own right. like a, like a room to work in. Yeah so that was helpful and i've been like slowly acquiring equipment and stuff uh that has been helpful uh as well yeah building so, up your own
0: sort of bat cave in there man yeah. if batman was a <laughs> if, if batman <laughs> is lo-fi just, like, musician for battery or something yeah, yeah there you go
2: electronic work um yeah but pretty exciting
0: yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled for one. I honestly even just that like it plugged in hum could add a little bit of drama to the old intro there. <laughs> yeah. A that's a good sound. I'm like in nineteen sixty-eight. <laughs> at the peak of Otis Redding's career. Um no <laughs> that's, is, Were you shocked to find I didn't realize that Otis Redding died at twenty six. I think like,
2: I didn't learn it this week, but I learned it like within the last couple of years. I didn't realize he had died so young.
0: Yeah, I know. I swear to God, he was one of these like live to eighty and just fucking jam out guys. One of
2: those guys that's like, oh, they're they're still around. They just kind of don't do like as much Mm -hmm. anymore
0: because they're old. Because they're old, yeah. It's just their their bodies are failing. But he died at twenty six. he knocked out, sitting on the dock of the bay three days before he died. That song's killer.
2: Yeah, I'm like also like in a plane crash, which seemed like did that happen a lot. I feel like yeah, it just seems like to be like how
0: musicians
2: die, musicians
0: especially at least back at the then. It's
2: like, oh yeah, we took a shitty little plane, and it's supposed to be like an hour flight, and they're all dead now.
0: And they're all dead now. Yeah, it's crazy. The one guy lived, and he was sleeping for most of the flight, and woke up to the horrors of a plane crash. And I guess he couldn't swim, so he wasn't able to save the others. It was such a—it was really yeah. heart wrenching to read. It's um, but yeah, we're talking about Otis Redding. We're talking about posthumous or posthumous. What do you think, Alex? What's the...
2: <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I personally, my instinct is post. Yeah, right? Uh, because I usually just say post, but, but I, I hear posthumous so much it's usually what I say. But it definitely feels weird to say it
0: that way. Yeah, it is, a, it is an odd one. Um, what's your feeling on post post post-death releases? Post-death releases? Sometimes it can feel like
2: too much. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's kind of two sides at least, you know, or like what I'm thinking is you've got your, we just released it because we're trying to make money off a name. Right. And like, I could see that because it's like, it feels like you're kind of using their legacy just to profit. And that's not Mm -hmm. great. But at the same time, it can be really interesting to hear some of those other unreleased things. And sometimes, even if the artist doesn't really like them or didn't think they were good enough. Sometimes it's more a case of, like, oh, it didn't fit with what we were doing at the time or something like that. Right, so we put it on the yeah. shelf, and then it never came out, and then, you know, something tragic happened.
0: But yeah, like, there can definitely be yeah. some merit. Like, there are some good songs like like, like this, Hard to Handle and Sit on the Dock of the Bay, are both two great tracks.
2: Yeah, it seems a while uh, to just, like, miss out, not yeah. have that. Because I guess the other side, there's, like, the historical perspective. It's like, Mm -hmm. who cares what the artist intended we're just interested in like what exists from the past and like what you know
0: yeah and so i was looking up like what are like revered posthumous releases and which ones are kind of shat on and so there's one that's like uh it was used for a i think a kurt cobain documentary and it's just a lot of his like at home recordings a lot of like weird random demos and like bits and pieces and people seem to think that that was a bit just like oh we're trying to Get what ring, whatever we can out of this fucking cloth, right? Like, right. Get as much Kurt Cobain content as we can. Whereas with something like this, it's like, well, he had these two bangers just there. And like, yeah. if they're just if in he, the chamber. someone just us, like, had to pull the trigger, you know? Yeah, exactly.
2: And like, I mean, yeah. And then comparing it to other things, like, think of like Frank Zappa has so many pos- posthumous releases.
0: Oh, yeah. How but can he
2: not, right? And it's mostly like, It's a lot of like live stuff, and that's interesting, because I I guess they're not really called a jam band, but they kind of had that, like, you gotta see them live um, thing going on. He was always really
0: focused on, and I always talk about a quote of his where he's like, a guitar solo is not meant to be, you know, like, cast in stone, like, this is the solo. The one that's recorded on the album is that solo. When you're Mm -hmm. hearing a guitar solo live, it has to be improvised, it has to be, you know, in the moment. And mm-hmm. I think that maybe applies to his entire live performance uh kind of ideology, philosophy.
2: Yeah, which is why it can be so interesting. And like it makes sense that we wanna, you know, preserve that and have access to that. And I guess he maybe also wants to or would have wanted to provide for his family, hopefully, after after death.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a weird family, the Zappa family. A lot of <laughs> yeah a lot of lines drawn in the sand there. Um. Fuck. I had another good example of dead people and their releases. I guess but it the, has the other one that I was thinking it. of
2: is like mm-hmm. uh, recently. Um, a David Bowie album came out. Oh toy, yeah,
0: Toy Boy. Yeah, Toy. Yeah, which is
2: like mostly just kind of a curiosity. You know, yeah,
0: I agree with like, that.
2: like we wouldn't have needed it, but it's interesting that we have it and it doesn't feel necessary. I mean, there's a lot of like David Bowie releases in the last couple years since he passed away. So it's like mm-hmm. some of them definitely feel like, OK, that's a lot of like greatest hits compilations, maybe cool it a bit. But that's actually an interesting like piece of history
0: piece of history yeah and it seemed to come up through that kind of greatest hits compilation process there's been a lot of like here's the Berlin years here's these years and then they hit the like 90s to early 2000s they're like here's oh here's something weird that came up like here's toy this never came out at least not in any official context, from my understanding, there's mm-hmm. like bits and pieces of it on other random recordings and like here and there. So a lot of people online are like, oh, well, I liked it better when I heard it <laughs> here as the B-side to some demo that was recorded at a concert or whatever. But yeah, having that all in one place, because yeah, the songs on there aren't mind blowing, but they're also very obviously complete. So it doesn't feel like we're grave robbing. It's just kind of like, hey, you guys want to hear this? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and even, like, I mean, Prince is famous for having so many unreleased
0: recordings. Oh, yeah, he wrote, like, 10 songs a day or something. Yeah, so
2: like, something ridiculous like that. And it's, Mm -hmm. like, I I don't even know. I I haven't been following it or anything. I assume some of that has been released, but I don't really know who controls it. Yeah,
0: and I think, I can't remember the name of the album, but there was positive remarks about one of the posts post-death releases. I'm, like, too yeah. scared to say post or posthumous <laughs> now. <laughs> one of those releases, one of those was like, oh, this is an example of a good posthumous release. Yeah. So, yeah, it might be worth diving into something there, but of course, I, have to, I still have to catch up on just regular Prince releases.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely not, not very knowledgeable there. Not um, up to date
0: there, but I am up to date on this song, Hard to Handle, which uh, of course, you and I, I believe, are probably both familiar with the 1990 Black Crows version.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That was the only version I knew for a long time.
0: Yeah, this was like radio classic. Um, and for me as a child, didn't have a fucking clue what they were saying. <laughs> no, but it, it's
2: got a cool rhythm to the to the vocals to the lyrics that you can. Yeah, kind of, I'd say sing along to, but or like mumble along to at least.
0: Yeah, when it is kind of like, like even on the original track here, we'll talk about it, but there is like some slurring of words that goes on. We're like, Yes or Ram? What the yeah. fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such a, such a strange song, too, because like the real hook of this song is when all the instruments drop out and we get the, uh, like the title line and all that, the end of the chorus. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it does rely on that vocal performance. And interestingly, Black Crows does a really good take on that. We'll get into that, I suppose. Let's start talking about the original and start talking about these lyrics. Yeah. Um, Summary. Otis Redding fucks really well. That's the...
2: (laughs) Real good. like, like Real good. Better than you might think.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Possibly too good. Yeah, hard to handle. So here we go. It's Baby, Here I Am. I'm the man on the scene. I can give you what you want, but you got to go home with me. I've got some good old love and I got some in store. When I get through throwing it on you, you gotta come back for more.
2: Yeah, he's he,
0: he fucks. <laughs> he fucks. He's on the scene, so he's hip, he's fresh, he's you know, he's a live wire, he's, he's there, very he's cool. in the moment. Very fucking probably cool.
2: also wealthy.
0: I mean, I imagine at this point in his career he was he was making money the king of soul i there's some monarchy there he yeah. must have uh, yeah. a, a, a treasury
2: and if you uh, <laughs> if you uh, spend a little time with him then uh you won't you will you'll come back
0: yeah he's he's saying listen i got what you want come home with me which uh you know to saying that to strangers these days little like right off
2: the
3: bat he's coming
2: on pretty strong
3: he's coming on very strong
0: but he lets you know what's his story. He's got good old lovin'. He's got some in store, in the treasury, and uh, <laughs> and he says like he's he's like I'm so good
4: that once I'm done, immediately you're gonna want more. Easy. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Boom. Then he he This is a sales pitch because we come to the chorus and he addresses. Sure, there are other people out there who yeah. fuck. Let me tell you about them. Boys and things will come by the dozen, but that ain't nothing but drugstore lovin'. Pretty little thing, let me light your candle, cause mama, I'm sure hard to handle now. Yes, so I am. hard
2: to handle now.
0: Hey, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, I'm curious
2: if, like, I don't know if that is like dialectical English or if he's just kind of loosely singing because maybe it wasn't like the final take necessarily. Yeah,
0: I wonder if it was because here's my thing: the 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 chorus line, like the real like. The catchy section we all love, "Pretty Little Thing," let me yeah. light your candle, cause I'm hard to handle. Wouldn't it make more
2: sense if he was hot to handle? It might. Do you do you think that that was what he actually said? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah,
0: I wonder. I wonder it, it, because there is a bit of that. Like, well, what did he fucking say there? True, I guess. But it, yeah, it, yeah. It just seems so odd. <laughs> who said what?
2: to Who? And they're listening to the song. Like, yeah, he says hard, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's hard to handle now. But um yeah, hard
2: yeah. to handle is actually like a saying though. Uh, I don't that's know what
0: hot to handle is. I don't, mean I, something I that it. is hot might be hard to handle, but yeah. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I think you might be right. <laughs> um anyway. but yeah, he's saying sure, there's other things that will give you pleasure in dudes who come in large quantities. You, yeah, you're whatever. spoiled you for can choice. Find,
2: you can find fuck boys anywhere if you want. Mm-hmm. But uh that's cheap
0: you know he's drugstore loving
2: yeah which i'm assuming means the cheap version um i don't know necessarily what drug like drugstores probably haven't changed that much but i know they were a little different at the very least in uh like the late 60s you know like yeah like i don't know when various regulations came into effect but i know there was a while where you could just go and like buy amphetamines
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
2: That was, like, not that long ago. So I I don't think that has anything to do with this, actually. No, I think it's about, you could also buy ice cream, usually, and that is also That's true.
0: I think in the... And for some reason it makes me think of uh, uh, Gordon Lightfoot. Fucking... uh, What is the name of the divorce song? If you could read my mind. If you could read my mind, where he talks about, like, drugstore novels, doesn't he? That's true. Just like... Paper no, paper back, back, to back the time the, the drugstore sells. Store store, yeah. So yeah, and I imagine that's your kind of cheap rack. They used to they might still have it, but in, in our day it was like a rack of like Archie comics and shit, right? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: You pick up one of those. They probably had the the Harlequin Sonic romance the novels there too. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's just some cheap minor thrill, is what he's saying. You know, you pick up your drugstore loving. It's bullshit, yeah. man. It doesn't
2: last. It's not as good. So maybe spend a little more, get something that'll that'll last you a while.
0: Yeah, if that's and what he is. Let me do that. Allow me to light your candle, which is to get you. Oh, I guess one hot and two to. That's interesting. Light your candle, um, Hall and oats. Just the 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 candle feeds the flame.
2: Fire burns candle. Candle feeds a flame. Yeah.
0: I don't know if there's any direct reference there, but... Yeah.
2: I don't know, but lighting the candles, it gotta be like a direct sex thing, right?
0: Yeah, and you get that friction of, be it a match or a lighter. Yeah. There's a bit of friction and involved, right? And of
2: course, right? you know, fire.
0: Yeah. Fire, heat.
2: Oh, sweet fire of love and all that.
0: Oh, so sweet fire love. I went down on a burning ring of fire. This is all... People know these things. Yeah. We're... We're talking about stuff that is known. Verse 2, Alex. <laughs> Action speaks louder than words, and I'm a man of great experience. I know you... up oh, shit. I know you got another man, but I can love you better than him. Take my hand, don't be afraid. I want to prove every word I say. I'm advertising love for free,
3: so why don't you place your ad with me?
0: Truly yeah. a sales pitch, like but, he's saying, don't, like, listen. Don't,
2: don't, you know, don't take my word for it.
0: Yeah, I'll fuck I'll you for you. free. But
2: also, like... <laughs> wouldn't you be then taking his word for it anyway (laughs) yeah kind of you can can, yeah i'll give you a chance to prove yourself whatever
0: it's like yeah Uh, come try it before you buy it or you're like well i'm kind of if i'm trying it i'm (laughs) i've bought it because it's free um
2: (laughs) yeah this is i mean it's very uh we've talked about confidence in songs a lot lately yeah we have unwavering unwaveringly kind
0: unwavering i'm a man of great experience is a line i never yeah. thought to see in any song like he knows
2: his shit don't even worry about it don't worry about anyone else once again you know that's cheap he's got the good stuff
3: yeah he's got the good stuff um and he he knows that she's with another man that's not going to stop him either
2: yeah that's about as confident <laughs> you can get yeah, pretty much.
0: Take my hand I'll be afraid. Yeah, I'm advertising love for free, so once you place your ad with me. That's that's just kind of a funny way to say. Yeah, I was trying to like w-
2: parse that and like, okay, so he's advertising for free, but he wants her ad, so they both have an ad? Yeah, like Is that what? how they find each other? <laughs> they call each other?
0: Like So once you place your ad with yeah, it's very that, uh
2: <laughs> no, I don't really know <laughs> how classifieds work all that well.
0: Yeah, it's like I understand it without understanding it, yeah, right? Yeah,
2: I feel like it makes sense enough when you're going through it pretty quickly in the song.
0: Yeah, because he, he rips through this. So by the time you have time to think about that, he's always talking about boys coming to dime by a dozen. But that ain't nothing but 10 cent loving, which is really just another way of saying the thing he said in the first course. Yeah,
2: pretty much. Um, also, I looked it up. Uh, if this is 1968, 10 cents in 1968. Today is 82 cents. Which is a pretty significant increase, but also <laughs> that like, is. not that much money still. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and that's, Guess that's, that's probably really the idea. That's the lyrics. It
0: for lyrics. Yeah, it does Except at the end, he says, Give it to me. I got to have it. Give it to me, good old lovin'.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All, all quite
0: on the nose. You're right, though. This is just another like confidence song where it's like simple premise. Let's bone down. It kind of bears a similarity to Edge of Glory, where it's like you and I shouldn't be alone tonight. It's the same thing here, except he's like, I shouldn't be alone tonight. Fuck your boyfriend. Fuck me instead.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't know. Um, I don't course, know if yep. there's if there's more there. Like I, I couldn't find anything. I think that's pretty much the the story.
0: No, that's it. It's just like, baby, I am the shit. Jump on my dick, let's go! Sometimes, sometimes
2: songs—that's what songs are. Yeah, dude. You know,
0: Especially 1968. Forward. You didn't need all this fucking poetry and bullshit. Who, who is he? The Beatles? Forget about it. Although
2: some of the lines have some poetry to them. Oh that's yeah, I'm
0: true. not. I, I, I'm saying ways right. to poetically didn't have to say you're all good flowery. At fucking. Yeah, man on the scene. Um, no music video for this, obviously. It's uh from 1968.
2: Yeah, not a lot of music videos in the sixties.
0: But uh, there is music for this, as it is a song.
2: Yeah, someone composed music for this,
0: and it sounds a little like this. <laughs> <sighs>
2: yes, comes screaming in with that with that riff. Pretty cool riff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it's would very say, simple too. Yeah, very simple and like distinctive. And most of the versions are going to start with it. Yeah, and some are going to try to and kind of fail.
0: Yeah, some people will try to reinvent it, also fail.
2: But, yeah, I, I mean, that and not only that, but it's on, like, horns, it's on the piano, I think even on the bass as well. Yeah, it is. I mean, it plays a couple times, so there's no horns at first, but they do.
0: They do come but, yeah, horns on the second run of it. And then, yeah, we come into the vocals. And then you get a little bass groove going on, some simple drums, and a bit of like kind of funk guitar on the side there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Once we lose that riff, it just kinda that now the the bass it's very cool. Yeah. Very cool bass line in this song. Um and there's also there's kind of like two bass things, because there's like the bass doing its bass line, which, as I mentioned, very cool. Um very there's cool. piano too which is also kind of doing two things because, mm-hmm. you know, that's pianos have, you know, two hands two hands, um, or most pianists uh, have two hands. And um, <laughs> it's kind of also playing in the bass range along with the bass. It's not playing the same thing, but it's like kind of doing some bass. And it's also doing this like, dun, 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 like chords between lines. Right. Yeah. The song becomes a
3: real, just like groove session.
2: Yeah, there's not a like it, ton of change other than, like, the horns are pretty much it. Like more Yeah, that kind of, like, takes us between like segments
0: different. and build us up a bit. But, yeah, I think the reason people come to this song to cover it is because, like, a lot of the... Like, at least the first two to three covers are just fucking jam bands who are like, uh, eh, we'll do. We'll do hard to handle.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's... Yeah, because you, you can kind of get into that jam and you can just do a confident singing thing.
0: Yeah, you don't need to be a good singer. You need to be confident. Not to say that Otis Redding doesn't put in a killer performance.
2: No, absolutely. Um, other than, I mean, not necessarily knock against it because it's very, I guess, idiosyncratic. I don't know. Like the, his his pronunciation of several words, which yeah. does come up again later in in a few of the covers. In a few uh, of the covers. They really cause... like to like, imitate that. <laughs> And I don't again because I, don't I really definitely
0: know what thought it was mess around uh, growing up on the Black Crows version. And like, I also thought the- he was talking about chemicals instead of candles. So, <laughs> like, your chemical? Hey, little thing, let me chemical. Oh, my, my, I'm Sean, and uh, mess around. <laughs> chemical,
2: some TNT <gasps> or something.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh, we're getting explosive. Ah.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. <laughs> When you're like, the lyrics don't make any sense, but you're like, oh, no, I think I can see it. Can. <laughs> you're like, I think I get this. Explosives are chemicals, right? Yeah. 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 Um. And I, I mean, the thing you mentioned before, the like big kind of hook of the song, which is kind of two things. Uh, well, it's the it's the end of the chorus. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it drops out the instruments. Uh, so it's just Otis Redding singing. And it's... It, like, goes on longer than you might think. Yeah. Um, it's, like, four lines. Yeah, it it's quite a bit. Pretty little thing. <laughs> Let me light your candle, because I'm mama,
0: shot. Know, and now yes like, you
2: Something about that part really, like, acts as a hook in ways that you wouldn't necessarily think, like, you'd expect. I, don't, I guess, like, the melody to it, the rhythm to it, it's got a really strong, like, percussive quality. To me. Yeah,
0: he really like finds the poetry and like the sound of the words,
2: and like really is, yeah, kind of sums up the song.
0: And yeah, and it's so like it's such a move to be like forget the instruments, yeah. It's just it's Otis me. Reading. It's all me, like, boom.
2: And I guess that's part of the confidence as well. It's like yeah, yeah. Anyone else to to um same. Yeah, I don't need line? any support on this. Here, here it, it is.
3: Here's the pitch.
4: Let me light your candle, because baby, I can fuck real good. Yes, I am. Yes, I am.
3: <laughs>
0: um, Yeah, any other key moments? In the end, we get the sort of uh, big brass build.
2: Yes, in particular, right at the very end, which is kind of like...
4: Wait, I might be thinking of a different version.
0: This is just like the rising one, where it's like... Bah, 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 bah. And then we go into the the break, the sort of breakdown outro where he ad libs and they go.
2: Right. And they kind of increase in frequency as it goes. And he's kind of, I guess, kind of ad libbing, making that, you know, gotta give it to me. Gotta give it to me. But yeah, the structure's not crazy.
0: No, it's real. Like right from the the hook to, I mean, the, the groove, I can't really. Map out, but I I learned the intro riff in probably 10 to 15
4: seconds.
2: Yeah, it doesn't take much.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's very, I think for me, it's very easy to see why it didn't like topple the charts, but also why it has become like a kind of staple of the cover scene, as it were, of people being like, "Ah, That's a good Otis Redding song.
2: Yeah, and I've always liked the song. Like I heard it on the radio growing up a fair amount. Oh yeah, uh, it was you know on the classic rock radio or whatever. I was always a fan of that version. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: But Alex, are you a fan of the first cover we're going to talk about, "Snafu" in
1: nineteen seventy five? Let me light your candle, cause, mommy, you sure hold a handle now.
2: Hand. I certainly wasn't
0: uh, aware of it previously. No, me neither. Um, nor was I aware of these guys, although I think I loosely know both the the, the main characters in this group. So they're uh, British Rhythm and Blues, mm-hmm. I'll specify, which is... We've talked about Rhythm and Blues versus R&B before, which is... Uh, a strange delineation, but Is I feel like when you say... consider it
2: considered different?
0: I would. I would consider the rhythm and blues that these guys are referring to as different from like r and B. I I guess so. I was I actually thinking
2: it. there are some similarities that I can see in the way uh, or I could draw like comparisons between the way Otis Redding sings and the way, mm-hmm. for example, like Van Morrison sings.
0: Right. Yeah, that um, makes sense
2: to both me. Both Considered in on some level R and B, like or at the very least, Van Morrison talks about R and B sometimes.
0: He yeah, he Even he does the Billy Joel approach yeah. to defining a genre. He's like, yeah. I will say the word rhythm and blues, and you will believe it is yeah, rhythm exactly. and blues.
2: But like, I I can see some similarities in the way they sing, and maybe that's <clears> just <throat> a
0: coincidence. But that could be it could be but yeah that's similar. also that same like time era of the older style rhythm and blues versus when i think of r&b now i think of like 90s right this was both like it.
2: the late 60s
0: or early 70s. yeah exactly well, this is mid 70s but versus, still
2: yeah like pop r&b
0: yeah which includes that might be like, like so
2: much you know like especially like turn of the millennium era where it was like even I was listening to, like, the Backstreet Boys, which would be in that vein.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, like, the whitest example you could have chosen, but yeah.
2: I mean, sure. it was me when I was seven, so yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, well, there is a difference. So we're talking more about that old school, kind of like rock and roll, but with a little bit more uh, rhythm and blues energy to yeah, it. Yeah, it's it definitely were.
2: more rocky, this version. Um, I guess we mentioned... Or you mentioned uh, you might be to kind it. of familiar with these artists. They yeah. have been in other groups, uh, mm-hmm. like Procol Harum was one of yes. the... One so of that's them. Bobby Harrison, yeah. who was
0: one of the members.
2: And, uh, and White Snake, who we have definitely yes, talked Yes, uh, Mickey Moody. Um, and... This is kind of their like side or post those groups project or maybe pre, I don't remember. the Yeah, pre,
0: mid. It was, it was their, yeah. d- they're on Just the side kind of project. they were doing because they're yeah. musicians. Uh, what's funny is that their uh, Spotify page has been accidentally fused with some electronic artist called Snafu. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, that's always fun when Spotify does that.
0: Yeah, yep, so you go that. and it's it's like snafu maybe military jargon but it's now also synonymous with bone rattling bass music. I was like, "Hmm, yeah. this doesn't sound like <laughs>
2: this two is fucking bone 70s rockers bass music. No, this is extremely 70s in many oh, ways. Yeah. Like you don't get a voice like this guys much anymore. Like you have no. to grow up around a lot of cigarettes and leaded gasoline to sound like
0: this. <laughs> 100%." <laughs> that is exactly right it is so distinctively that rough and tumble like gritty 70s rock vocals
2: yeah like comparisons with like captain beefheart and stuff like not as extreme yeah. as that but there's some similarities it's just yeah very a bit gruff. like uh
0: black oak arkansas who we've talked about a couple times has right. a similar vibe to this right
2: even though they don't look like they should sound like that but they do they do yeah don't love it. but yeah, this is also called all funked up. That's the name of the album, yeah, so there's some of that in there too, although I, I wouldn't think of it a lot, like what I'm used to with funk is more modern for sure,
0: uh, yeah, I, is it all funked up because they're applying a funk approach, or are they classifying hard to handle as funk i I don't know
2: my my <laughs> thoughts were that they were funking up things that weren't funk already
0: okay i thought maybe it was supposed to be read as like snafu all funked up like they have gotten funked because they're doing because they're doing songs because they're doing funk songs but i can't identify any of the other songs on this album except i might argue dancing feet the final track sounds like it could be a funk track
2: yeah and like i wouldn't really call the original funk no um but this again, like there's like this is definitely old old more old fashioned than what I would be used to, which is definitely the like modern small room funk stuff.
0: yeah, no, I hear you for sure uh, um
2: but it's but got this it's got is, a pretty solid groove to it, even though to me this is more like rocky, you know yeah, rock ish um so like they come in on a guitar riff. Fairly yeah. fairly thin guitar sound. And then that's kind of like the basis of the song. But it's got a little like boogie thing going on.
0: Yeah, it really establishes the the sort of jam band vibe immediately. Yeah. You get this kind of upbeat, thin guitar. The singer laughs. And then you get a little like organ screeching and a, a piano. Oh, my, oh, oh, here
2: I am. My, my, oh, here I am.
0: Um,
2: yeah. And then the piano. I, I think the piano is cool. Um, it's a fit fa- it's like a variation of what I think is a fairly like common sound. Like like kind of little riff. Like it's a kind of two halves call and response thing. But like it's similar to that oh, kind yeah. of a feel.
0: Kind of like it goes up the first time around, then it goes down the second time around.
2: Yeah. And even like the rest of it has a familiar feel to it. I'm almost thinking of like <sighs> I just just can't wait to be king. Like parts of that have some similarities. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, got, it's
2: not the same, but yeah, like that beginning of like the quick run up, and then that kinda, beginning like, is
0: definitely similar, though. Yeah.
2: So it's it's definitely. I mean, that's part of like the jam thing, I guess. Is you kind of use familiar elements?
0: Yeah. It like yeah, it's repetitive, but there's enough variation in there that it feels like fresh enough. mm Hmm. Um. Does he say let me drive your candle? Yeah, I think he does. This is like <laughs> I
2: mean, we talked about how the enunciation is a little odd in the original, but like this just sounds like
0: he does not give a shit about what he actually says. <laughs> no, and it's weird because the third time around he gets it right, he says, Let me light your candle, but the yeah. first two times like bring a little thing let me drive the candle now. You say, What?
2: Yeah, but it's definitely I mean part of the like the the delivery is like loose. Yeah. And I mean I think there's some other lines like that well i mean just the way he says like yes it's like yes i am like yes i am yeah but there's some others that other versions that say things weird too
0: yeah they for sure do um as you mentioned this one's a 70s one so that means mm-hmm. you gotta have a guitar solo
2: oh yes absolutely um which is, I mean, it's kind of inter- like interesting to hear this song with that sort of, like, middle eight type let's change the chords up a bit section. Yeah. it's it felt like it doesn't work.
0: I don't Yeah, think. It, it feels like they're pulling, in the same way that the the piano sort of riff has a bit of, like, iconic feel to it, so too does the guitar tone and, like, quality of the solo, but it's from a different kind of song.
2: <laughs> like more rock and roll, you
0: think? Yeah, it's like I could almost picture this. Makes me think of like Jackson Brown, like uh, like running on empty or something of that kind of vibe.
2: I wish I could. I I definitely agree that it feels like something.
0: Yeah, but I can't put my finger on what it is. Or like an Eagles song or something, maybe. Yeah, it's it's that sort of like Southern rock, like light Southern rock energy.
2: Yeah, and I, I wish I could. I wish I'd you know given more thought to it. But it definitely feels like it's like from something.
0: Yeah, it almost feels even more like a sample than it feels like they genuinely played it for this version, yeah, right? because kind of does it, actually. It kind of comes out of nowhere. It's like, you're like, hang on, are we switching to a different track? Like, yeah, it's an odd thing to to jam in here. I don't... Uh, technically, I don't think the guitar solo is bad, but I do not think it is right for the song.
2: Yeah, I suppose, yeah it is a little a little strange. But it's all... I mean, it's very 70s. So we be like, ah, it's time for the guitar solo. Yeah, here's the uh, guitar solo. And the piano, too. There's a fair amount of piano for a guitar solo, as
0: well. Yeah, they <laughs> really, really is let rhythmic. the piano uh, hold things down. But um, I guess we're really beating around what is the fucking craziest part of this song. That's the ad-libbing. The
2: ad-libbing afterwards, where he talks about rubbing scum a lot. I, he's, uh, no, he's saying, I want you to put some skull on me. Oh, skull? Okay, I thought uh, he...
0: Yeah, he says whip some skull on okay, me. Okay, well
2: then then uh, that, uh, I don't need to look this... <laughs> I don't need to look that up anymore. Uh, because I was like, what does he mean by rub some scum on me? I'm like, oh, okay. If it's <laughs> skull... No, I know that one. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> the rest of the song is like... Blow jobs, yeah it's talking a, you about gotta
0: blow me girl
2: blow Whip some
0: skull on me, man, I heard these words wrong <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of the overlying theme of this song is how hard can you weird. be to understand hard to understand would have been a better title for the song,
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> i right, there's a, he also says I want to grab a hold of you, so yeah, okay, i'm yeah. Putting, I'm putting two and two together. I see what this yeah. is about,
0: yeah, he's looking to get some dome as. I don't think the kids say that I don't think they say dome
2: someone might say that I mean you just did
3: I did for sure Um,
0: but that's all I've got to say about this one I think Alex it's sort of a weird classic rock Frankenstein
2: kind of does Which I say feel because that it's way it's got
0: that guitar solo in there
2: yeah and then uh, like some things it's uh, odd seeing like it makes sense that all these things exist together at the same time i just haven't necessarily heard them all together at the same time mm-hmm. so i'm like yeah it's this is round when you could pieces. hear guys that sound like that you'd play a guitar like that you'd play the instruments in those ways you'd structure the song in that way that makes yeah. sense it's just that they're all happen to be happening at the same
0: time and maybe that's
2: a little unexpected yeah maybe
0: um, not bad though, but yeah, just yeah. a little, uh, a little strange. Yeah. Let's talk about the, the heavy hitters here. Let's talk about the Black Crows
1: yeah.
2: in 1990. Boy, the no stuff, hey, thing, candle, the Here's the big one. Um. So do you. Do you know much Black Crows? Because I pretty much know this album.
0: Okay, yeah, and that's that's the only reason I even came to know the the name of the song is because you got that album. I don't know if you bought it or if you just I scooped it from the library. Got it,
2: at Urban Sound Exchange. Yeah. As a matter of fact, back in the day, you and then you're
0: like, yeah, you know, it's got hard to handle, and I was like, what the fuck do you mean? And then <laughs> like hard to handle, I know it's na na yeah.
2: And
0: then you um, played it, I was like, oh fuck yeah, this song, I know this, so I know. I haven't listened to that album as much as I should, but it is like a good debut, like '90s rock album. It's
2: yeah, there's some some good stuff. I don't know everything on it, but like there were several like singles off of it, and I like listening to it. You know, yeah, the big ones are
0: of course this. um, Twice as hard is another one. Uh, Jealous again, Again. and she talks to angels.
2: Sister (laughs) Luck's pretty good too. Fucking a. Um. Yeah, it's a. It's like a pretty solid. Like as a as a like debut album, pretty solid. Pretty. It's very like yeah, tight as solid. well. Like uh, uh, that's kind of just my reaction to this version of the song too. It sounds mm-hmm. very tight. Like you listen to the snare and you're like, ah, yes, tight. Uh, <laughs> even though yeah. they keep the like strange enunciation, it's not like loose anymore. It's like they're definitely trying to do it that way.
0: Yeah, they're like hitting those uh, that looseness yeah. on purpose. It's, uh, yeah, apparently they were together for, I think, five years before cutting the first album here. hmm Um, so a bit of that polish might be that these guys were, you know, doing, doing their jobs, going around, and actually laying down tracks.
2: Yeah, they're reasonably, uh, experienced at this point.
0: Yeah, reasonably experienced. And they went on to become a jam band after this. They kind of just, like, <laughs> that's according to, like, a song facts quote. They say, uh. Let's see, uh, the group had been together for five years before signing a record deal with Deaf American, which prepared them well for the onslaught of success. Their live act had already been honed, and many who saw them remained lifetime fans as they became more of a jam band.
2: Yeah, I guess maybe that's why, I mean, you don't hear a ton of, from them after this. I think they had like one more like big album. And even though yeah, they had other albums, then, maybe that, because jam bands can be so like insular, you know, they've got s- their fans. Sure. And that's pretty, but I, I don't really know much about them other than, yeah, some of these songs. And I've seen the album art to like Amorica.
0: Amorica. Um, that's supposed to be like a capitalist critique or more like a more like love.
2: I don't, I don't know. Uh, okay. Possibly neither. Possibly. Neither. Um, I've seen that album around. It always seems to be, like if I'm looking through like at records of the record store, it's like, get a Morica. We don't censor the album art anymore. Look at that pubic oh, what hair. Was, what
0: was on the album? Oh, pubic hair. Um, Love a good censored album art. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're talking around the bush here because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, just, it's, it feels weird to have to talk about this song. It does. Oh, it's that. one it's of a, those ones crotch.
2: that's just like been in my head for so long. Like, can I criticize it fairly? Um, fairly? I'm not sure. I don't sure. know. It just feels like a very, like, tight version of the song. Um, and one of the things I saw in an interview they mentioned, and, and, yeah, it makes sense, is it's got some, like, oh, what did they say? It, like a little walk this way in it. little Aerosmith Okay, yeah. Feel. I can hear that for sure. And, um, yeah, kind of in the way, like, they do the drums and stuff. Yeah, like you could take it it
0: straight from the verse to the chorus of uh, Walk This Way and it would be seamless.
2: Yeah, so definitely got that. It definitely got that rock and roll feel to it in what rock Mm -hmm. and roll like was then and kind of to an extent is now versus in the late 60s or the 70s. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And like we talked about the vocals, kind of distinctive. I wonder if part of that is... Then being from Georgia, he does have like a, like a touch of twang in there. True. I Was Otis Redding also from Georgia? I meant to look that up. And then, I'll tell uh, you this, because I'm so good at what I do. Yes. I fucking didn't. So He's from Georgia? He's also from Georgia, so. That, that makes sense. Geographically related. And that, and that makes me wonder, because they do say yes or am like, syllable for syllable.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So is there again, so is that some a Georgia like, thing? dialectical thing going on? Yeah. 'Cause I feel like if I sang this, I would probably not say yes or Ram, because I'd be like, is this offensive to someone? I don't yeah,
0: know. Am I uh like, Is it gonna sound like I'm trying to imitate someone
2: in like a rude way? I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and I would worry also if it sounds like a uh like you know, singing an ad lib like it was not an ad lib. True. But here it seems to play pretty well for me. That may just be because it is the, the original version in my brain, but
2: <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Um. What else? That I mean, it's kind of the nature of the song. It in that it's a lot of parts. Actually, that's not necessarily true because the original had a lot of parts. But like you kind of feel everything, and this kind of has that too. But it feels like there's like a lot of stuff going on in this version, you know? Yeah. Like it's got the piano going. It's got like a guitar, but it's more like rhythmic guitar.
0: Yeah, because that a bass kind of goes down to just a driving rhythm rather than a groove on this one. Hmm. So then you get but more it, of the. It makes it very energetic, the you know? Yeah, for sure.
2: And they've sped it up, although I guess it's longer because of their guitar solo, probably.
0: Yeah, you got to have a guitar solo in there, baby.
2: Yep. Which is kind of the outro, or I guess there's the guitar solo, and then there's a kind of another guitar solo in the outro. So.
0: Oh, the double guitar solo. Yeah. A bold Which move.
2: Is, I mean. Also an outro, so it doubles as an outro. But.
0: Yeah, that's. It's a solid move to to outro on a guitar solo.
2: It's definitely a good way to like keep the energy up, you know.
0: Yeah, just to be like, well, we can't really put this song down, so we're just gonna let it fade out.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, I, I I struggle to know how to talk about this song. It's a, yeah, it's a song big, I've liked for like, a really I, long time. I
0: think what we've talked about energy is what's what's clear on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get the drums that are much bigger. This big boom to boom to boom. You get the driving bass rhythm instead of a groove. You get even the vocals playing to this hey little thing. I'm not and it's all on it's just it's meant to pound and hit really hard, and it does that very well, I think.
2: It does. Yeah.
0: And since they were a, a debut band in the nineties, you can bet your your sweet patoot that there's a music video for this.
2: Oh, there is. Which is And yeah. I mean, it's not Tell a crazy about. music video, but there's a few things that I thought were kind of good like similar to other things we've seen in a way that is better than them and what I mean by that is it's mostly a clip show which is something we've seen a lot Mm -hmm. but what they've done is they've interspersed it with footage that is disguised as a part of the clip show but is also very clearly just them like you know miming their instruments for the for the video as you would in a music video
0: yeah also, a lot of shots of the lead singer just hanging out with people in, I just assume, like, Georgia.
2: Yeah, just, like, on a street <laughs> or, like, in a field or whatever.
0: Yeah, so we get him singing yeah, around, like like, the chorus. Yeah, a motel or an apartment of some kind. Yeah, a motel. He's walking with a dude there. And then everything, every time he does the uh, the chorus line, hey, little thing, let me light your candle, there's always a dude behind him dancing or a bunch of kids behind him <laughs> dancing.
2: Yeah, they just kind of, like, bouncing.
0: Yeah, so it, it like it makes sense they're a debut band, so I imagine money wasn't big, but they're like, well, we got to shoot something because we're getting traction. Um, so it has that kind of vibe of like, uh we got together and shot this with some footage we put together, maybe from running around, and then also here's yeah, we some stuff we shot for the video.
4: And
2: yeah, it's it's not like a music video with a story, other than like they're a band that's touring.
0: Yeah, the story is we're having a good time, and that comes across clearly.
2: Yeah, but yeah. it's also nice that, like, compared to some music videos like this, and maybe this, I mean, it's not totally necessary, but when, when the the action syncs up with the music, you're like, ah, I know what's
0: coming. Yeah, on. it does feel mm-hmm. like there was a little work to make it uh, synchronize, at least. Which? Not 100% of the time, but... Yeah, yeah some of gets. it is just
2: random live footage, and you're like, ah, oh, he's playing the guitar there, but it's kind of blurry and from the back, so... It's- Clearly just some other footage.
0: Yeah, and then of course a lot of just filter work. So it's, uh, you get a lot of black and white shots. You get some stuff with that really like 90s kind of look to it, which might just be from the equipment rather than an artistic choice.
2: Yeah, I'm like, they had like more advanced equipment in the 90s, but it was still like 1990. So it's not like... Yeah. It's not like they had the same like digital filters and stuff we have now.
4: No.
0: But yeah, in terms of like, Videos that feel like they were made to
3: because you had to. Like this is one of the better ones, I think.
2: Yeah. Probably won't watch it again or anything, but I don't watch any music video again. So why?
3: Oh yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> why start so now? You might. Why start now? But uh, that's this one. We like it. We like it. People, come on. Yeah, it's the Black
2: Rose. It's the one that's on the radio. Yeah. Here's one that.
0: I don't think I know this was song on the all. radio, at least not on the stations I was listening to. We got mm-hmm. "Government Mule" in
1: 2007, featuring
0: Toots
1: Hibbert.
2: Yeah, this is—I mean, another jam band.
0: Yeah, possibly this the Almond Brothers' side project.
2: Yes, but it was like, it was an, a kind of an offshoot from the Almond Brothers band's Reformation in like '89. So it's not okay. like original Almond Brothers band members.
0: Okay, Which I'm
2: pretty sure several of them actually died. It's a plane crash. I was actually maybe because <laughs> I remember like because like one of the brothers,
4: I think. Is it? Yeah, brother. What, did, he, did he die from? Was it a plane crash? It's
2: possible. Oh, I just. Well,
0: they were born a rambling man, so maybe it was a it no was a motorcycle a car crash. crash. Okay, yeah. See, Ramblin' man.
2: Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, band with some tragedy and a lot of history, and this is kind of their reformation in the late '80s.
0: Right. And these guys said, uh, "We want to do some fucking reggae." And <laughs> yeah. They do. And boy did they. With with allegedly the man who coined the genre name reggae. Toots oh. Hibbert. Yeah. Jamaican singer-songwriter, lead vocalist for Toots and the Maytals. The Maytals. Oh yeah, we talked um, about this, Toots
2: and the Maytals.
0: Yeah, I I'm wondering if we talked about government mule before as well, or if I've just seen the name come up a lot when combing for covers.
2: Um, I mean they weren't A reggae group, no, really. But this is kind of their reggae. This is like a reggae album, or a reggae album.
0: That must be why it features Toots rather than him being like a band regular. Yeah, that it's called the album's called Mighty High.
2: I'm looking for because we talked about that song quite a while ago. Where is it? Where Where, yet we talked about it. Hey, little thing. I oh, never <coughs> mind. I'm thinking of the wrong thing. We've no. definitely talked about them before, though.
0: Okay, good. I thought maybe I was crazy, but tell me I'm right, that I'm right. So yeah, 1968. Toots and the Maytals released the song "Do the Reggae," reggae spelt R-E-G-G-A-Y, and that's widely credited as the origin of the genre name Reggae.
4: Swear we've talked about these guys. Anyway, ah, oh, that's cool.
2: That's cool. That is cool.
0: Um, um, and this is basically the reggae jam version.
2: Yeah, really. I mean, it's kind of, in like, it's not maybe as strictly reggae as some things we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's got the skank thing going on. Yeah. And you definitely got, like, the low-frequency, um, like, bass-favoring mix. Um, and those horns. And yeah, right off down. the bat, the you horns know, sound like stuff. reggae horns. <laughs> Yeah, doing the, like, intro riff. Um, I forget where I was going with that.
0: <laughs> um, and you get Toots Hibbert on vocals, I believe.
2: Yeah, this. do they have different singers uh, for the verse and the chorus? Because it kind of sounds like more than one person does this.
0: Maybe. I definitely hear the, the Jamaican accent come on stronger in, I think, verse two. Um, and um they have backing vocals who go hoo,
2: hoo, hoo. yes it kind of has i mean i don't know if this is live it doesn't say live it does have it a live a vibe, vibe to it feel. though doesn't it yeah um and part of that is the way the backup singers are they they don't sound super produced and it does have that like live jam feel to it which is That's kind of sure. conducive to like uh reggae sounds right like
0: yeah and i think conducive to this this song which has a bit of that jam band vibe to it which I think plays better seems to better really in have been picked up by the jam band yeah
2: of the world absolutely
3: so you do get like a at a minute 30
0: you get a sort of instrumental break kind of horn led yeah horn solo mm mm-hmm. mhm and uh, I think that's when the organ comes in yeah Kind of plays some little bits after the, the horn. It's like... And then,
2: I guess the other weird thing about this one is that when, once it gets to the third chorus, it actually sounds quite different. There's a lot more, like, echo on it, like reverb sounds. Right. And the singer almost sounds like they're slurring more. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's kind of... so. Sounds Which like they're, like, drinking that, more as they go. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it has that, like, live performance. Like, he's just partying on stage while this one's going on. So, like, the musical break's going at the 1 minute 30 and he's doing shots with the audience or something. Like,
2: <laughs> And then when he comes back, he, yeah, it's feeling a
0: little... Yeah, or he's putting way. it on because it's, again, a live performance. You're just kind of having fun with the people there.
2: Yeah, and just trying to, like, push that energy out. And I think one way of doing that is by being, you know, less... Um, restrictive of yourself.
0: Yeah, you less rigid, like rigid, more, yeah. more loose. So it works. And, and then they also like have the last minute and yeah. a half of this is Extended him just going oh, give it to thing. me.
2: I got to have it. <laughs> you got to give it to me. Yeah. So that's like the real jam-ish part. Yeah. They're jamming out. Lots of horns. Uh, back of vocals as well. Lots us back of vocals.
0: Mm-hmm. Just kind of and like electric on. guitar kind of starts to come in, I think around the third verse, and you get more of it in this uh ad lib section,
2: yeah. So, again, very, very live, jammy feel. Uh, when I was putting these songs together, mm-hmm. usually I'd you know listen and try to get the ones that sound a little different, and I think I still focused on that, but I didn't realize that even though they sound quite different a lot of them have a similar feel yeah because of that like jam um, nature
0: yeah it is it's like the same uh, like philosophy with a different genre approach mhm
2: and that's what we have here it's just more that's like we have reggae here. with like a little bit of that southern rock cuz that's really what they are southern rock
0: yeah group. and so i i found i had like different feelings on these ones in my like a, like active listening versus passive listening because when you're actively listening to it, you're like, okay, what's new? What's what's going on here? And then it's all just kind of like, yeah, we're jamming. And you're like, okay, but I'm trying to find, like, hidden gems in here. And they're like, no, yeah. we're just jamming. No, we're
2: just jamming. But
0: then you and have yeah. it on in the back, and you're kind of like, oh, yeah, like, this is kind of fun. And then you, you kind of, you know, bob your head along in the ad-lib section, sing along a little maybe. Like, I found it more pleasurable passively than than actively which is not always the case for yeah. some songs
2: i guess maybe that's part of the the jam band thing like you Yeah, not, is that the jam I mean, vibe you're but like you're jamming out you're just kind of there's vibes going on you're not you're not analyzing things you're just mm-hmm. having a good time or whatever you might be a little high
0: yeah, kind of like the, the, you know, the, you advertise your your love on me. When you look at it from a distance, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, cool. But when you try to really, like, examine it, you're like, eh, wait a minute. What f- the fuck
2: is going you're on here? You're taking
0: out right? ads? <laughs> Are you <laughs> like a admin? newspaper? <laughs> <laughs> the Redding's Times. Um, It's Times to talk about our next version, though, I think. Yes, it Which is. is Big Sam's Funky Nation Big in the Sam's year of Our Lord, Funky 2010.
2: Did we talk about these guys? I feel like yes, we talked we about have. a similar group. We absolutely that, have. No, we talked about for. Big
0: Sam's Funky Nation. Now you're going to make me look it up, because I forget what it was. They're a Uh, New Orleans band. A New Orleans band. Yep.
2: They're from NOLA. NOLA? I saw N-O-L-A, which is just New Orleans, Louisiana. NOLA. Nah. NOLA.
0: Because I think, because you pronounce it NOLA, and it's like, nah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't remember what. Was it Lonely Boy? It's very possible that because according Boy. to secondhand songs, they have two covers. One of them is hard to handle. <laughs> the other one is Lonely Boy. <laughs> hmm,
2: you know what? I think it might have been Lonely Boy.
0: It makes sense because um, yeah, both definitely have the Lonely kind Boy. of energy that these guys look for.
2: Yes, although what's interesting. Okay, so mm-hmm. now that you mentioned that, uh, Lonely Boy, the original song has a very uh noticeable like like distortion on the vocals. hmm So I I haven't listened to this, but they I assume did that in that song. And they also do it in this song. So it's like Yeah they do. That's just what they do. It's not actually for that song. Mm-hmm. I, have, I should re-listen to that before I make these claims, but, you know.
0: No, fuck it, Alex. Who's got the time for it? Here.
2: Who's got the time for it? We're busy um, guys. Um, yes, but who yeah. are they? Yeah, like you said, they're from New Orleans. Uh, describe yep. themselves as themselves as a boisterous blend of funk, jazz, rock, and hip-hop. Nothing short of seismic live. So another big live thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're seeing with a lot of these groups. Primarily live.
4: Primarily performers. live, yeah.
2: Um, and they're also claiming uh, to be making this funky. At least, perhaps just from their name. Big Sam's Yeah, nation.
0: Big Sam's Funky Nation. They, they claim to be a lot. And I'm not sure they deliver. Let's talk about those vocals first. Yeah. I think underneath all that filtering and uh, your production, there's actually a pretty good singer present. But I think he gets mangled by the production on this.
2: It kind of seems that way a little bit, doesn't it? It's like it, it, it defangs it a little bit. Yeah, 100%. And it doesn't seem like he's singing poorly. It's just that it's so spread out, the way they do it. It's yeah. a little uh, lacking in impact because of it. Mm-hmm. it you know, yeah, It's it like a better nails.
0: The punch, yeah. Exactly. It, it kind of no flattens it. The skin
2: is punctured. That's right. Um... But there's some cool stuff. What is For there sure. some cool stuff? I mean this is very fast. They really cook through the first couple verses and like mm-hmm. so they can get to the guitar solo. Uh which also really moves, pretty funky guitar solo. Ba 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 bam, ba bam, ba, you know, all that kind yeah, sort of fast yeah. passages. Yeah, yeah. And then followed immediately by a brass solo, which I believe is his trombone. So, like, very extended, like, solo version.
0: Yeah, that's kind of where you get that jazz influence, I guess. That's something I associate with jazz. Yeah. And, yeah, the instruments are very bright and energetic. Like, the drums are big, and we open with a drum solo. The guitar is lively. So, like, they understand the energy of it. It's just they forgot to let the vocals have it, too.
2: Yeah. It definitely feels like that could have been uh
4: Could've been sharper. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> what else they do? Um there's a brief they play like part of the Jeopardy theme or the yeah! Jeopardy theme? <laughs> it is hundred percent the Jeopardy theme. Um I do would subject themselves to listening to the Jeopardy theme over and over again.
0: Yeah, that's that's an odd thing to do. Um but yeah, I don't, have,
2: I don't have a whole lot else to say about it. It is very energetic, though. Um, and I, do, I yeah. don't doubt that these guys would be great to see alive. Like, because that I energy no is, like, catching.
0: hmm And I think the solo work is good. We talked about the snafu solo, where it was, like, out of place. Here it is in place. hmm <laughs> And it is the kind of live solo you want to hear, I think. I can picture the guy kind of showing off when he's playing the guitar, and he does the, like you're like oh look at him look at that finger work
2: oh my gosh Otis Redding is called the Big O it's
0: Sorry. called the Big O Just fuck I should have put him that him in there instead of King of Soul fuck. what did I call him I fucked up
2: Did I call him Big O as well I called him something I don't remember
0: <laughs> um, I called him the Big R weirdly enough not even, not even a good nickname
2: uh, is, that on, is that on wax anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> did we say that i don't know
0: Um, um yeah a lot of this is solos big horn finish kind of your big band finish going on yeah and an absolute finish which usually we get in fade outs on these other tracks honestly i haven't been paying attention i don't know why um well, it just kind of came to me while I was seeing it. It's not important. Like, really? The, the amount of emphasis we sometimes put on how the song ends. Like, and then it ends in this very
2: strange way, and it ruins the whole thing.
0: Like, what? It ruins the whole thing. Yeah, I was, I was on board for three and a half minutes, and then, yeah, fade out. No good. Mm, it's mm. a piece of shit. Mm.
2: And the artist is terrible because of it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that are mostly terrible. Speaking of things that are mostly terrible. Music Box Mania.
0: 2015, which is
2: not the same thing as music box maniacs, which came up when I was searching these guys, which is actually just a group of like purveyors of fine music boxes.
0: Okay, that sounds cooler collectors than these Um, guys.
2: (laughs) Yeah, this and we've talked about this kind of thing before. I don't know if we talked about this uh, organization. Typically, it's
0: uh, lullabies. So this is slightly different, but in the same wheelhouse.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's so bizarre. That's I put it on this playlist because it's so strange and like if you listen to the first like 30 seconds it's completely unrecognizable it's like it's just tinkly sounds for a bit and then you're yeah. like oh yeah it's the kind of riff thing from hard to handle yeah okay and then what this thing goes back yeah. and forth and it's like they what skip even is the this? intro yeah they don't or, or they and like what do they do instead like they There's go bay so many bay. Sounds. Is that what happens? Here I start? am.
0: It is. Yeah. It took me a second because I was expecting because it's an instrumental version. Why would you take out the, the first hook of the song? <laughs>
2: yeah. Especially. Yeah. Like I listened to it and I was like, "What is even the sounds they're doing?" And it slowed down and like very strange. It feels like yeah. Now a few years ago, we we talked to um, Ruby, about yeah. A similar one and she mentioned like oh you could probably just like find a file and download it change all the sounds to music box sounds in a in your you know program whatever
0: yeah those are this charming man episode probably yeah. like our second or third month in
2: <laughs> yeah and um, I feel like they may have done that I feel like someone did a, tra- uh, a transcription of the music and someone else fed it into the program and like someone else listened to it and was like yeah it's probably fine or maybe no one listened to it like I feel like they didn't check to make sure it actually sounded decent, they were like, fuck it, put it out. Because this is like, it doesn't, yeah, it's just, it feels like chaos at times to me. Yeah, it, it feels cursed. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, is this supposed to be like a, like a lullaby? Because this, this, it also has kind of a creepy sound to it. Yeah. The way they it do it, it's like, this isn't haunted. a lullaby. This doesn't, like, they don't, the way they do it, it doesn't have like a strong enough melody. Hmm. They're just like, oh yeah, this is the part where there's like an organ and a guitar and this going, and, and like we'll do all those sounds,
0: but it just sounds like <laughs> yeah. And then like this creepy In rhythm section on there. the lower end, where it's like boom,
2: boom, 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 boom,
4: boom.
0: Like what the fuck is anyway, going on? Yeah. So I feel like
2: music boxes are like a nice melody thing. That's kind of their thing, right? Yeah. And this is not really that. So I, I. Yeah. I didn't and, like, typically ridiculous. pretty, like,
0: they're, very bright, and, a bit, like, yeah, they can be soothing, but they typically have a, a sort of, like, warming and tone I to them. Rather I guess they than can this, be like,
2: creepy, too. I don't know, like, yeah, horror like movies or whatever, but, like, is that really what you're trying to do here?
0: Yeah, it's... For Hard to Handle, a song, an energetic song about being good at sex. And you're, like, Let's make this one uh, put-you-to-bed-but-spookily-lullaby. <laughs> but, but then let's also do a bad job of that. Like you said, this is like a simple download a file, swap the instruments. And they fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> it, do they seem to have... Yeah, it seems like no one checked their
2: work. That's what it feels like.
0: Yeah. They just, like, click the buttons and then hit release. And they're like, yep, get it out there. We gotta, we gotta <laughs> fill out this, this album called uh let's see here Mbm performs covers. the black crows
2: yeah Mbm <laughs> music box mania
3: mibum
0: Mobum.
4: anyway yeah.
0: yeah yeah, rough one uh, but like, yeah I guess a novelty in that we haven't specifically talked about this particular vein of <laughs> low grade cover
2: yeah very strange
0: so thanks for that music box mania Speaking of low-grade covers, let's talk about Charisma Duo in Charisma the same year, Duo. 2015. What's
2: come
1: around
0: like a dime of a dozen? There ain't nothing but a team's and loving and Hey, pretty thing, let me light your candle Cause, boy, I'm so hot to handle now, yes, I am Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Who
2: have, they have come up before. Yeah, a We've few times. about them. Um, not in a while, though. No. Figured I'd throw them back on. Do you know they're
0: a dynamic acoustic duo? Dynamic is not the word I would use, but acoustic duo for sure.
2: Yes. That comes from their Facebook page.
0: Anyway, what'd you think? Um, vocally, pretty good. I think she's got a good voice, but uh, the guitar is just like the first half of Wonderwall without ever doing the full Wonderwall riff. The end. <laughs> is it? It kind of is, isn't <laughs> kind of it? it? <laughs> but it just is the first part of that.
2: <laughs> yeah, it pretty much is that. Um, it's kind of weird that like it doesn't feel like a duo piece. It feels like a, a solo piece. You know? No, it feels yeah. like someone just strumming simply and singing. I feel like if I saw someone play this live at a like amateur show.
3: Yeah.
4: I think I'd be into it,
3: honestly. I think you're, you, I think you might be onto something there.
2: Um, but, yeah, it, it does, it doesn't feel like a, like a deal, like I said.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, if there is a disconnect between the very, uh, just staple guitar, the, like, throw down the guitar track, it's the same thing forever and ever. And then the vocal performance, which has a bit of nuance to it, it has a bit of attitude, we're slowing it down, but there's still room for that, like, confidence. And coolness in there.
2: Yeah, she does some pretty solid like enunciation of things and like some of the like performing of the of the lines, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's 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 a song that has a lot of swagger, so like digging into the lyrics in that way is, I think, a good idea.
0: Yeah, it's natural. It, it's a smooth fit. Uh, I think uh, if yeah. you put that same approach on the guitar, and this is, I think, where you're right in that it should be a solo performance. Where it's, you know, one instrument, the vocals and the instrument operated by the
3: same body. Creating a more natural connection, right?
0: Because you can emphasize certain notes on the guitar more. You can get a little bit of, a, a, like, slap the guitar rhythm, which, you know, is maybe yeah. a little overplayed. But I think it would play <laughs> like well here.
2: Something, Yeah, it's something so that, yeah, like, it's, uh, the it brings the whole performance together a little bit,
0: a little bit more. Mm-hmm.
2: Whereas there's not a whole lot... To say about the guitar part in this, and I know that's it fine.
0: provides a rhythm. And I would be even interested in like a just vocal take, something a little more folk based. I know uh, Frank Turner has a song that's just vocals, right? Um, and it's like an old English folk style. Yeah, and I've, yeah, yeah. I was at the I think I was at the Calgary <laughs> Folk Music Awards. No, it was the Canada Folk Music Awards in Calgary. Um, a couple of years back and I'm pretty sure there was like a just vocal performance done there that as kind well. Of like,
2: so yeah, it has a, a real like folk song that you'd hear in like a bar, what's that called?
0: In a bar, and this this song has a bit of that. It's been taken up by jam bands like a thousand times.
2: English curse, So it has that,
0: that bar setting energy. So if we took that to like an old, like, you know, folk bar, I think you'd find a, a really weird and cool connection there.
2: You definitely could. Those are some old. Those old sounds are very cool, though, to me. For
0: sure. Yeah, and you and you got to have strong vocals for it. But I think she can do it. I think it might be a challenge, but I think
2: yeah, that she does she, a good job.
0: She's got the skills that she could give us something really cool there.
2: Um, yeah. One little um, one little yeah. thing I noticed mm-hmm. when she says experience. She says mm-hmm. it in a very similar way to how Freddie Mercury says experience in the song Was It All Worth
0: It? Okay. <laughs> he says,
2: yes, it was a worthwhile experience.
0: Experience. <laughs> um, <laughs> was it all worth it? What's that one off of? Um Either I wanna say the works. That sounds correct to me.
3: Was it no, it's off there? the miracle. The miracle.
0: Okay.
2: Was it all worth it? <laughs> worth it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, reminded me of that. I don't have a stamp. Yeah.
0: So yeah, this one, you know, it's not the worst. It really, but all we've talked about in discussing it is how much cooler it could be. It sounds like.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's got some good. It's got some good parts to it.
0: Yeah, it's got a good, uh, like the vocal track, solid. I think. Um, and of course, she does some gender swaps. So she says, "I know you got another girl, mm-hmm. etc." Pretty, pretty standard uh, lyric changes. Oh, a little bit of scat around the two uh, thirteen yeah. mark. There's a brief, brief moment where
2: a little scat slips out. Yeah,
0: happens.
2: Well, F happens minus.
0: Sometimes. Sorry, charisma. Do a better look <laughs> next time. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's all there is to really say about this mm-hmm. one, I think, unless you got any other uh, hot takes. N- no. Last call been for
2: been hot as, takes. Been as hot. I've been as hot as I'll be.
0: All right. Well, let's, uh, let's bring things to a close with DJ Spinner DJ
1: 2021. And things will come by the dozen. Daddy ain't nothing but drugs Pretty little thing let me like the cow. call mama, I'm sure hot the hell and I yes around.
2: Been a, yeah, apparently this guy's been around for a while, but just kind of been, like, fairly underground.
0: Active since 1994, yeah, there's a quote on his Wikipedia that's like, despite being so incredibly talented, yeah. he chooses to remain in talent. the underground. Astonishing talent.
2: And he's like, cool, okay, yeah. Yeah. Reasonable. Still. So, yeah, he's an
0: American hip-hop and deep house producer from Brooklyn.
2: Yeah. Well, again, like, house, what does that mean to me? Not a whole lot.
0: It means it's a played indoors or a doctor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Deep House is when you you make references to obscure episodes of House.
2: Oh, why have I been doing that so much lately? I kind of have been. God, oh, yeah, this is like an episode of House <laughs> where like a person
0: got a tapeworm in their brain or whatever.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, for
3: sure.
0: Um, so this is the vocal track from the Otis Redding version. And some of the, the instrumentals, like the horns are back.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's um kind of split between not like discreetly split, but split between um samples from the original and um some recreations of instruments and sounds from the original and synthesizers that are very synthesizer-y. Yeah. Um and then it's sort of plays around with that a bit. And on top of that, it's called the, what is it, Galactic Funk Remix.
0: So there's some, like, very spacey stuff going on, too. Yeah! It's a very strange energy and strange choice of synths for this, I found.
2: I suppose. I thought it was kind of cool in some, because, like, it, there's no real, like, way of knowing what any of the sounds are gonna be. Like, it, it follows the song fairly closely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like, oh, now we're doing this part on the synthesizer instead of like the sample from the original. So yeah, it's yeah.
0: Cool. it is kind of cool. It's um, and so we open with like a lot of just like assorted samples. You get this like uh, filtered, so hard to handle, so hard to handle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is like some classic hip hop editing, and then you get like in the verses, it goes for like an almost like electro chill vibe after the horns leave. It really <laughs> does, because it's very Dim. ambient in the
2: background. With the like mm-hmm. synth Yeah,
0: stuff. you got that sort of like rolling organ in the back there, laying out the, yeah, that ambiance. Uh, and then, it's because yeah. it's, it's weird, because then that electro chill gets cut by the, the the horns coming back for the chorus.
2: Yeah, but like the bass is all synth bass. Yeah. So yeah, that kind of a cool like mixing of those elements
0: yeah it's definitely spacey so calling it galactic funk makes sense to me yeah yeah um also him calling it funk do you think that's a reference to the otis Redding track being considered funk because this is now two references to funk i don't know or is it a reference to the the style of remixing he's doing here which is
2: galactic funk
0: which is galactic funk
2: man i have no idea (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, i figured that might be the answer but <laughs> worth discussing
2: but uh, yeah i mean it the original to me doesn't like read as funk but i i no, change so much over it. time yeah and it's like it's possible that it's just old enough that it's a style that i don't recognize
0: yeah, kind of like it is you know, 68. listening to Elvis Presley, you're like, "That's not really rock and roll, is it?"
2: I mean, like, it's more rock and roll, probably, than anything I listen to. <laughs> like, technically, yeah, exactly, technically. Um, like, were we even using? Like, when did we start to use the word
0: funk? Oh, mid '60s. Okay. Oh man, we're, we're doing a deep dive on Wikipedia here, folks. Yeah. Um, just, a lot of interesting sure. synth choices. So after that first chorus, you get that really like. Uh, I don't even know what you call it. It's kind of like a 90s sound in synth to me though. I like, yeah,
2: And it's playing a part that the horns would normally play. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. It's just they're very synthesized. Like it sounds like sci-fi bass stuff, you know? Yeah. So it's not just spacey, but it sounds like the kind of um synthesizer sounds you'd hear on like a maybe. Lower budget science fiction production—that's mm-hmm. you know not modern, but
3: older. Yeah. So,
2: cool sounds, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. It's definitely like not what I expected coming in. I was like, okay, yeah, remix. Uh, I have a feel like I know what we're gonna do here because this song's energetic to begin with. We're gonna fucking four on the floor. We're gonna ramp it up a few times, like 2021. I know all the tricks here. Yeah. This was not what I was expecting. <laughs> no, yeah, just take it take it down. Yeah, and the book ends it with that uh, that same like vocal intro with a, so hard to handle, so hard to handle. Yeah, strange one. Uh kinda cool. hmm
3: Anything else to say, Alex?
0: No. All right. Coming into the final vertice here, we got three categories today. We got the worst version. The best version. And the version most likely to convince the listener of your sexual prowess. Oh. oh ho, Alex. Worst version. Uh, worst version.
2: I mean, music box mania. I gotta stop putting
0: easy ones on. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's fair, because I think this one has a real midground of like just a lot of different jam bands.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, if that wasn't on there, it would be a real shakeup. Yeah. Not that I think a lot of them are bad, but like a lot of them are kind of similar quality levels. Mhm. Um this just made it easy because I yeah, think it was very poorly done, especially taking out the melodic part. Yeah. From your very melody focused thing, yeah. I think was,
0: even oh, trying to meet great. Music Box Mania on their terms. I think they still failed at their task. Yeah. And so I think that does make them the worst version comparatively and also just intrinsically. Like, that's just bad. Yeah. Uh, What's the best, though, Alex?
2: Oh, boy. What is the best? I don't want to like... I don't want to give it to Black Crows. It feels half to be like, well,
0: it's got to go to Black Crows. Black
2: Crows. But like, other than that, I would probably say um probably say dj Spinner. i thought that was a yeah. cool version cool remix what an energy yeah um that was like reasonably chill and also convinced me of that the original song fit in with it you know so that's probably what i would give it to
0: Yeah, definitely the bravest of them i would say <laughs> it takes a leap um that said i'm gonna give it to government mule because i actually like like i said i want to listen to it passively i was like Oh, yeah. This is kind of a good jam. Yeah. So, just like four minutes a, a song I, I loosely know and can sing along to, but with some extra fucking brass and a skank thrown in. Yeah, come on. I'm easy. It's good stuff. <laughs> Alex, who's got the, the highest levels of sexual prowess? Hmm.
2: It's got, the, okay. I feel like the one you'd want to use mm-hmm. nowadays. Yeah. It's probably Charisma Duo.
3: Okay. I feel yeah, like that would right.
2: go over well in the right um
0: environment. I think it is theoretically the most naked, so it's it's the most like <laughs> confident in that sense.
2: It's confident in that sense, but as like a I uh, maybe I'm behind the times, so but I feel like a a stripped down uh mostly solo guitar version uh would would go
3: over well. Certainly in a in a few subsections, I think yeah, it would uh People will be like, oh my goodness. yeah,
0: That is hard to handle. So that's a good choice. I like that, Alex. I'm going to go with DJ Spinner, though, because I think in terms of the ambiance, that's like the other thing that's in vogue. It's like ambiance synth all the time. And this really plays that, where you still get the horns, you still get some of that brash up front confidence, but you got the, uh, just the subtle like vibe setting. Or you're like, ooh, a quiet confidence. Little little hints that there's something bigger going on there. That's going to that's gonna draw the people in and convince you that you know something. Whether you do or not.
4: But you that's do. The, or do you? I, hmm. But you
0: do. Or do you? Only one way to find out. Maybe I'm advertising for free, so... Come get it. Or whatever. <laughs> you can place your ad with me. Um, that's our final verdicts. So if y'all got different opinions, similar opinions, want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about, hit us up on Twitter. Hashtag CoverMePod, at Cressy, at some Alex Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. Um, You can also email those to us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. Tell all your friends about us. Tell them what you're doing when you, you lock the door at home and sit in a dark corner with your headphones on. Just, I assume, the regular listening position for the show. We help people out of dark times. And yeah, let them know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that does it for today's episode. As we always say on Cover Me, we're advertising love for free, so you can place your ad with Cover Me.